Stefan and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good all everything. Hi, everybody. Hey, hey. I don't know if it's the subject matter today, but I'm in a mood right now. (laughs) Sounds like I'm going to be tapping today. I give up, I give up. You know what? I don't think, I think no matter what you do right now, it's going to get on my last nerves. (laughs) So if I'm quiet, I'm in trouble. If I talk, I'm in trouble. Yeah, everything, everything is bothering me right now. Love Um, is winning. Love is winning. Um, It's the inner fight within that says I am done and the other side of you that is used to this situation or person to the point that stopping is like cutting off a vital part of life this makes no sense to you because you have no idea what I'm about to discuss today right Matt well I I guess we'll see it's kind of like what I'm about to talk about is it in not kind of but to me what i've noticed is actually like a chemical addiction uh today's topic is are you ready man has no idea the breakup <laughs> ouch yeah raise your hand if you've been through a breakup and raise that, your hand if it went well no well I, I'm raising my hand. I oh had dear. one that finally went well, and I'll <laughs> use it as a nugget of wisdom from Santa Monica. And I'm not talking about like romantic breakup per se. I'm talking about breakup in general, breaking up with a friend. It is so hard. And you think, oh, well, it's just a friend. But, oh, my God, it is incredibly painful, horrible. So I have some ways that will help with that pain because breakup looking at the etymology of it it's a disruption disillusion of connection separation into parts even the sound of break has ache in it meaning pain now ache is defined as uh, a dull pain but oh my god when it goes on and on or it could be a sharp pain actually you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's horrible but we have some solutions i mean i definitely have some solutions do you have solutions matt you have no idea what the subject would be until we i just said it yeah i know and i'm like thinking through breakups of my past so you gotta give me a minute So this is what my thought was as I was sitting at my desk about a breakup. I'll repeat it again. It's the inner fight within that says, I am done. And then there's another side of you that is so used to this person or situation that it's, it's like stopping or cutting off a vital part of you. And it doesn't want you to stop. So there's that war between the two. I got to get out of here. I got to stop this to the other side saying, no, I miss this. I need this, whether it's the person or a situation. But I'll use a negative wisdom from Santa Monica. Remember I told you guys I was engaged to that buffoon? Not me, folks. Not you. 
Although I do have my moments. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> no, I was engaged to this guy who had major mother issues. This mother he had was extremely racist. And she was, she was, <laughs> everything that she hated about me was not even true. It was herself, right? I noticed this years later because I, I was like just caught up in the whirlwind of what the heck is going on? Why is this person mistreating me so in such a way? Mm -hmm. Both of them, the mother and the buffoon. She was just a, extremely racist. She was originally from England and was a flight attendant and met this famous actor and got pregnant. I don't know how what the situation was w with the buffoon's dad and this racist, but it just appeared now that I'm looking back at it years later that she glommed on to this guy who was rich and famous, famous actor, right? right? And she, I don't know. I mean, she assumed I was her. Because, first of all, I had no idea about their finances. I had no idea that the dad was a famous, famous actor until we started dating. Like, I had no clue. And yet, the the dad and I had many things in common. So, I don't know. There was just this hate on so many levels. Anyway, it's a long story. Never mind. I digress. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It so doesn't matter. But, like, with this buffoon, we broke up a few times. As things typically seem to go back in your <clears throat> teens and 20s, for sure. And Yeah, I was in my 20s. And so, just the, it was so hard, the back and forth, until I was going on assignment. I was doing a photo shoot in Ethiopia. I was on the plane and I just had a sense like, and we were, we were engaged. Like he broke it off because I was going to Africa. You know, he gave me an ultimatum. I'm like, bye oh, buddy. I forbid it. Right. So I'm like, bye buddy. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. But so I was off and then there was this grand gesture before I left, but my heart wasn't that into it anymore. Cause I, it was just, I'm like, wow, this is ridiculous. Like all this buffoonery, if that's a word. I'll just make it up if it's not. It is. Are you serious? Yes. And so I was on the plane. I remember the plane was empty. I was sitting in the middle of the plane and something came over me. And what that something was, and I'll use this as a nugget of wisdom from Santa Monica, even though I was somewhere in the atmosphere on the way to Ethiopia. I just said, you know what? I don't want any more pain. I'm done. I don't want any more pain. And so I went on my photo shoot, which was a very long photo shoot, like two months. And when I came back, I was on the, f and I had many signs along the way of like, this is not meant for me, like bad, you know, like bad omens. Like you were attacked by clowns or? <laughs> no, that like, like, for example, I would think to myself, is this relationship going to be? And all of a sudden, at that precise moment, Garamo, who was one of the two people that was guiding me in Ethiopia, he was driving. Mm -hmm. He, at the same precise moment, I had that thought in my head, is this relationship to be? He turned on the radio and some song came on saying, love is gone, baby. Love is gone. Like that Ooh, was happy. Those were the words. But that I, I immediately knew, oh, my God. That that's for me. Do you know what I mean? 
<laughs> so anyway, when I came back, there was a phone call and the guy was like, I'm, I'm, uh, I want to break up. And I was like, okay, cool. Bye. <laughs> like that was it. And he wanted this long drawn out conversation. He's like, do you want to meet in person? I'm like, no, I'm good. Thanks. I was so done. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't have to be painful. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Like, if you can just declare that you're done with pain, you don't want any more pain. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, there's such magic in that. And you can walk away. But it's not always that easy. You have to get to that point. So there you have it. That's my take. Do you want to add anything before I pontificate even more? Because I have a lot to say. It's not fair. I know. Because I I come into the podcast knowing what we're going to talk about. And you're like, no, no, just surprise me. So here we go. Well, you did do a couple of the things I think that are necessary to do inside of like really letting go, breaking up, et cetera, et cetera. You identified and you understood the fatigue and pain and you focused maybe more on the negatives than the positives, certainly in your story you did, as well as, and I think this is the most key thing, is you changed your routine and you changed it drastically. You went to flip in Africa. You went out, hung out with the tribes for weeks. You had an entire experience and a life-shaping experience after you had split away. Now, technically speaking, lawyering up, maybe you guys were together because you hadn't quote-unquote broken up, and I'm a firm believer in making sure everybody knows where they stood, stand. Um, but you had then grown off in your own direction, so you weren't part of the same thing. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be at the end of a relationship when you do that, but it doesn't hurt if you want to end a relationship to do something like that in months too. I think had you gone for a week or two weeks, it could have been a very different outcome, but you had a chance to like breathe in and out your new self, this changed self. And you realize that, you know, you, even if you were to go back to him, that you would have to then now explain who you were now because you had changed. You know what I mean? Right. But, and, and then we change all the time. We change we hourly. Do, we do change all the time. But if we're seeing someone every week or every day, every hour, those changes aren't necessarily needing explanation. You know, you're not growing off in a brand new direction. The other person can bear witness, can experience it as you experience it. So, yeah, that's what I want to say about that. Now, go ahead, pontificate. Well, I have so much to say. Where do I start? Like, I, I want to talk about, okay, so yeah, I, I had the opportunity to be working. So I was far away. I was on the other side of the planet and they, that gave me better perspective for sure. What do we do when we're not traveling in the atmosphere and going to the other side of the world? You're stalking on Facebook. No, (laughs) no, no. You know, okay, for example, friend breakup for me. And this is where like the chemical addiction comes in. So nowhere to go inside of a pandemic. I would talk to friend A every day, every day. Anytime she called, boom, I was right there. Even though I had things to do, Mm -hmm. I would literally drop. And I do this for all my friends. I drop everything and I talk to them. Right. But I find there are a couple of friends the past year I've, I've had to look at and go, whoa, are they the type three friend that I always search for, for not only myself, for you, for our kids, but like for all of our friends listening, you know, 
the mm-hmm. Aristotle method. Right. I totally so I'm like, wow, I had to take a look at it and be really honest and go, is this a true friend? Is this a friend that is only friends with me because of what they're getting from being friends with me? Is it a friend who is just friends with me because I make them feel good? Right. Right. And I had to come to terms with it. And it was like sad. I'm like, oh, man, here we go again. It's another number one. And it's another number two. It's definitely not three. Three being they love you for who you are, no matter what. True friend. Long lasting, everlasting friend. Evergreen friend. Can I say that? (laughs) And so I realized this with one of our friends Mm -hmm. the last few months. And, and I knew it as it was happening. I'm like, look at this with two friends. Actually, every time they call, I am there, but they only call me when they're on the road driving by themselves or they're walking the dog or somewhere where they're not heard. I, I got, I got I'm away know, from kids. I, I got time. I'm, you know, maybe bored. So I'll call, I'll call Fawn. <laughs> it just felt like they were, they didn't want our conversations to be overheard by anyone, including their children. Do you know what I mean? I, I involve, I involve, <laughs> I involve our kids in everything because everything is a beautiful learning experience. Even when we, you and I have quibbles, <laughs> Well, you yeah. kind of can't escape it when we have quibbles, darling. Well, the it's a, it means fight, right? Right. When we have quibbles, I want them to see that. First of all, it's not violent or anything. It's just a quibble. But still, emotions are high at some time, sometimes. But and they need to see that they, because they need to see us resolve it, and which we always do. Knock on wood. <laughs> okay. So I... I just don't understand this hiding thing. And I noticed that they were hiding our friendship Mm -hmm. and I really don't know their perspective because I never really brought it up because it felt like they were the kind of friends where if I did bring it up, they would be like, so, uh, what do you call it when they get defensive, (laughs) defensive? (laughs) And I don't want to get into it because it's, I don't want to get into it. Right. Right. I just don't want to. So, I had to wean myself off of this one particular friend. We talked every day, but I noticed it was mainly her stuff we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it would be my stuff and it would be great. Right. You know, because, you know, she was really there for me. We were there for each other. Mm-hmm. But I stopped first by accident. I stopped picking up the phone immediately. And then I started to realize, look at that. Like, what would happen if I didn't? invest my entire energy into this person what would happen well the phone calls stop being as frequent mm-hmm. right and every day i had to wean myself off of this friendship every day i wanted to pick up the phone and call and it was so hard not to i'm like oh my god this is like being in my 20s again and <laughs> stopping myself from making a call you know what i mean like picking up the phone to call this guy right. or whatever it just it was it was hard. And after some weeks went on and after some months went on, I'm like totally good now. I feel like I'm disinfected. <laughs> I feel like I got it out of my system. Whatever I was addicted to, I'm like, okay, I'm good now. I'm good. Well, it, they say it takes two weeks to create a habit. It took way longer than well, two weeks, Well, and that's though. the trick. I think to undo a habit probably, probably takes a lot longer. 
Oh my God. It was hard. And they also talk about like breakups. Like the rule of breakups is for every six months you're in a relationship, it takes one month to uh, I never, get over it. I never like any kind of rules like that. I know. I, I never fit into any kind of a box. But and it's. I, that, that never worked for me. Well, understand what that's saying. That's saying that the feelings will end. It's going to take time. That's really what it's saying. Cause and it'll take longer than. You think, maybe. Well, just be prepared. It's going to take a minute. Right. And or not. Like me on the plane. Like I was like, click, off. Well, yeah, but could you have gotten a hold of him easily from Africa at that time? I had no interest in I, doing that. That wasn't the question. That clearly was not the question. I mean, you were camped out in the middle of the bush. It was <laughs> you, two guides, and a truck. <laughs> you know what I mean? In the yeah. middle of nowhere. Did you have a satellite phone on you? No. And there you go, folks. So, I mean, even if you had that fleeting moment of, oh, I wonder, you couldn't have acted on it. So that's true. That's not necess- and that wasn't necessarily a bad thing, right? That was a great thing. Exactly. I mean, you knew. It's like when you're on a plane, like you get on the plane and you're going from, let's say, L.A. to New York and you know it's going to take hours. You're not in a hurry to get to New York. You're understanding that if you're on the edge of your seat saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? It's just going to make the trip miserable. And so you settle into the journey. So true. At least that's what I do. That's, that's a good point, man, for all of life, for anything. Settle into the journey. Settle Being into the, in the journey. Being in the now completely. Exactly. I mean, do you remember that, do you remember that train trip we took oh from Seattle to L.A.? That We're was... Talking from Seattle to LA. I'm not talking about going from LA to Seattle. I'm talking about Seattle to LA. That was the worst. Oh my God. How many thousands of hours did it feel like we were on that? We were on that for what? Three, well, four, five, six, seven days? LA to Seattle did feel that way. Seattle to LA felt that way once we got to San Francisco for me because I remembered our trip that we took up and to get from LA to San Francisco takes, I don't know how many hours, but I had already, that's when I was like settled in and I was mellow and I was drinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I had settled in and I was mellow. And then, so I thought that the time was equivalent going from San Francisco to LA. And it turns out it wasn't. And it turns out I was just in a hurry to get to LA. Yeah. So for those last like four or five hours, well, those, I wanted to be there now. Well, now, those now. last five, six, seven, 18 million hours actually, Talk about buffoonery. First of all, the trip down was different because the trip up, we were surrounded by a bunch of racists uh, who you egged on, by the way. Let, let's not talk about that. Okay, okay, we're not going to Let's just say we were, we were traveling, we weren't traveling first class going up. So, oh, honey, has nothing to do with class. You're right, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with class. back, we did travel first class. We did not. Did we? We did. We did? We did. Are you serious? I don't know if it was first class, but it wasn't. Well, I want to say we made some friends, and they were not rich or anything. Right, but we had access to that special car. We had our own room with a, had a bed. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. I don't remember that. I remember oh because I, one of the most surreal experiences of my life. What? I listened to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon lying in the bunk. That I was. Could, I could look out the window, and I listened to the whole album at night, and that was a very surreal experience. It was one of... a. You Where was I? Was I, I there? You were. You were probably in the club car. 
What was I doing? You were probably in the club car. Why wasn't I there with you? Because what happened? I was taking a moment. I did not recall sleeping anywhere. I do not recall. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> it was wonderfully surreal because there's the clackety, clackety, clack. But I digress. See, all I remember was buffoonery because it, the train was so late. <laughs> I just late. remember buffoonery. The train was so late and we were so like, we didn't know. And it stopped for a while, remember? And we couldn't get off. We couldn't do anything. We couldn't get off of the train. We had to just sit there. And it got so bad that we were all laughing hysterically for nothing. It was like we were on drugs or something. Like, seriously, like, do you remember that? I do. We were laughing hysterically at mm-hmm. nothing because we were like, what? what is going on? Nothing was working. And then you remember I, I I had to go to the bathroom and I came back. I'm like, you guys, I may have caught a sexual transmitted t- disease from the bathroom. Like I started freaking out about everything. <laughs> and we became friends with the other people. And we actually saw them for a couple of years off the train. Right. It was so cool. But that train ride was like, wow. Anyway, we digress. Wow. Did we? How did we get here? What, were we, what, what brought us here? What were you we talking about? I had a great point. Now I can't remember. <laughs> Oh, I think I was talking about, we were talking about how you couldn't have gotten a hold of this person when you were in Africa. And I was describing how you need to settle into your journey. And then I described when I didn't settle into my journey, that was like, and I was like miserable because I just want to be home. I just want to be home. I just want to be home. That's all I could hear on the train. (laughs) Take me home. Take me home. Take me home. So let's say you're not on a train or a plane or a bus or anything that you are stuck in your hometown. How do you deal with a breakup? I had to do this. I I turned to one of the movies with a soundtrack and I hate, I hate musicals, by the way. I can't stand them. They're so cheesy to me, but I would watch Mamma Mia. Which, and by the way, my friend who loves musicals has told me that that's just terrible. See, it's the opposite, right? I hate musicals, but I love Mamma Mia. But, you know, ABBA for the win. And I never liked ABBA. Never liked ABBA until Mamma Mia. Then I'm like, okay, that's cool. But here's what I did. To get over a friend breakup, I would... So we even got the CDs. We got the soundtrack to Mamma Mia. And I'm not saying go and get this particular soundtrack, but I'm just telling you, this is what helped me when I had nowhere to fly and I was stuck and trying to get over a friend breakup that was ugly. You guys, it was so ugly. So ugly. I mean, beyond ugly. It took a very long time to get over that mess. When you were at work, and I had some time alone. I would blast the the stereo on this one particular song and just shout at it. And every time I did that, the pain went away. The chemical reaction, you know, the addiction type feeling I was describing, it went away every time. And kudos to the guy downstairs who lives downstairs. My God, has he been patient with us lately, hasn't he? I mean, thank you, thank you, neighbor downstairs. Because we would literally be tiptoeing and being quiet, sitting down, not even walking, and he would complain and beat the ceiling. Beat our floor, which is his ceiling. But, like, I would blast this, and maybe he knew I was in a lot of emotional pain, but I would blast this and just shout at it. You know, shout the music with it. You know, like the words, the lyrics. Right. Until I felt better. (laughs) And then all, all was quiet so, and, and 
So this begs the question now. Are you a true metalhead? Did you listen to You know all your love on me? That's not true, like hardcore. But yeah, I would listen to your music, man. Well, hold on. No, no, no. Stop. Because there have been multiple metal artists who've covered that particular song. What song do you think? I'm I don't know what song you're talking about. What song are you talking Lay about? Lay All Your Love On Me. Can you describe it? We, we don't want to get in trouble. We <clears> can't pay for it, but... Don't go wasting your emotions. Oh, my God. First of all, you know I have a history with that song. I have a history with that I'm song. I'm just saying. Yes, yes. I have. M- there are multiple metal artists who have covered that song. I am not kidding. Right. And it is in Mamma Mia, actually. Yeah, it you're is. right. You're right. Um, I'm sorry, what was the question? So what was the song you would jam out to? It was a couple songs. Oh, I see, you said one, so now you're changing your story. It, I'm sorry, okay. It was, it, it doesn't matter. What I'm trying to say is, because I, I don't want to, I don't want to say, but it, 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 it talked about the pain of separation. You know, it, it whatever it was, it helped me. Right. Well, one of my favorite science fiction authors, and unfortunately I have to say one up now because he's letting me down lately. But anyways, he wrote, shared joy is increased, shared pain is lessened. Say that again. So if you share your joy with other people, it yeah. increases the joy. Yes. Yeah. If you share your pain with others, it helps diffuse it. It helps weaken it, lessen it. Right. So even when you're just connecting with an artist on the radio or you're connecting with a soundtrack, you're still connecting right. with somebody who's at least going to pretend they understand your pain and, and wants you to feel better. So a lot of the songs from Mamma Mia that they chose, a lot of them were helping. So it was more than one song. Okay. But the one that, would, that I would replay all the time is the one where, and it's funny because I can't really answer that question because I'm actually literally blanking out on it at the moment because you put me on the spot. Mm -hmm. But it's the song where they're going up to the church. It's towards the end of the movie. See, honestly, I know y'all have seen the movie about 87 (laughs) times in this house. My God, I've never seen the whole thing. I fall asleep Well, there's a scene where the two lovers are finally having the discussion of, you hurt me. You walked away. No, you walked away. You know, whatever it is, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Matt, thanks. Let's see. I don't know. See, I'm, we're looking at the titles right I now. I don't know. And I don't know. I, I would have to hear it. But I, literally, I listen to it so much and I scream to it so much. But yet, I can't tell you which song, which song it is right now. Um, maybe it's... Does it really matter? Do, no, do it mean? doesn't. I was just curious. Because, I mean, if you because, think of, it because of the ABBA metal connection, which right. is not something that seems logically intuitive, but I think European like heavy metal artists are more polyglots when it comes to listening to music and heavily influenced by the first bands that they listened to when they were children. So the Beatles are a huge influence. And in Sweden and other Scandinavian countries, ABBA dominated all for you a know, while. And you know what? This, the when we got the CD, not all the songs are on the CD. <gasps> oh dear. But I think it was a song called When All Is Said and Done. Okay. Right? It's mm-hmm. with Pierce, Pierce Bronson and Meryl Streep. Brosnan. I'm sorry. It's fine. No, no it no, says no. Brosnan. That's what I just said. You said Pierce Brod. Oh, okay. Sman. Never mind. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway. So. <laughs> You're going to have to do some interesting editing on this one. I'm not, not. Oh my goodness. You know, this is my full glory, honey. Anyways. All right. So that helped me. 
Right. In listening to music really mm-hmm. loud. And when I'm really angry, this is when I'm sad and like hurt. But when I'm angry, I, I turn into your files, your music files. Which you I changed, loved. by the way. And, th- and then it's, sometimes it's not angry enough. I'm like, what is this stuff? And I don't use the word stuff. I'm like, this sounds so like hokey. And well, like, you were listening to. No, I. Well, okay, I'll just tell you. Yes, I know. When I was trying to act tough the other week. Yes. I'm like, I had to call you from the car. I'm like, what is this? What the hell? I'm like, this is not angry music. It sounds like angry music if you don't really pay attention. Well, it sounds like angry music when you read the song titles. Anyway, we digress. Yes, we do. So what helps me is to listen to angry music. And what helps me is listening to Halford, uh, Judas Priest. Yeah, you just wait. There's a new, there's a new something, some, some going to drop that is very promising. And then there's another, is it angry? Do you think? (gasps) I what? think it's right up here. Now, wait, and then there's another one. I don't know who they are, but it's not. I can't even say it because it's foul language that we, I can't use on the air. But it's just like, oh my god, so blippin' what? You uh, little yes. blippin' bleep. Yeah, Metallica that covered was that, that. Metallica. Metallica uh-huh. covered it. I actually prefer the original version, which was done by the Anti-Nowhere League, which was a punk band in England in like the early 80s. Well, listening to them helps. Right. It helps a lot. So that's what helped me. Before we wrap up the show, can you explain what helps you during breakups and how how do you get over stuff? Change in the routine. Big change. It, and it really depends on the depth of the relationship. But it, it's a big change in the routine. Now, see, when... when guys break up friendships with other guys it just turns into silence there's just radio silence and the thing is is if your life is busy then you don't even notice that this thing has happened for weeks and so you've kind of gone through your routine and your breakup and i have cycles in my year case in point in the springtime i used to ride to work well i'm not doing that now but still in the springtime i ride to work in july i've got the tour de france in fall to winter football season starts so there are certain routines that come up and there are certain cycles that come up and so when somebody stops talking to me oftentimes i won't even understand and then i'll ping them once they don't get back to me and they ping me twice i ping them twice by the time i ping them the second time which is basically just kind of like uh okay i'm guessing you don't want to talk to me and i don't say that in you know the text message or however i talk to them and then i let it go but that's just it. The people I love most are under this roof. All the people. And I describe that to other people. I say, everybody I really love is under this roof. So on some level, I'm okay. Now with that said, yeah, my buddy Steeny. <laughs> we love Steeny. We hadn't talked in like a week or two. And I was like, <gasps> did I do something? You know, I immediately went to all that because, you know, he's one of those few people that I do really strive to keep in touch with and i didn't realize because we have an ebb and flow again shout out to to jim we love jim um but uh you know i got back in touch with him and i was making sure everything was cool but you know for the rest for the rest sadly you know i'm 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 in touch but i'm not like so ingrained anymore and that's sad actually it is (laughs) because we are actually ourselves going through the thing of the art of friendship we ourselves are trying to find our tribe right right and we've found them through through our work here 
And because of the pandemic, we haven't been able to get together with everyone because they're halfway around the world. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. It's such a guy thing. You know, I think there's such a big difference. Now with that said, you know, I am in the process of forging relationships. So it's not a question of, of that, but I'm just, it's, it's, it turns out it's a very slow process for me personally. I'm very cautious and guided and careful. Yeah, case in point, I, I told somebody who I'm in the process of becoming friends with that I'm vegan. And I just brought it up just as a random whatever. But that's not something I typically share. And I, I don't typically need to share, so I don't because that carries so much baggage. But I had figured that we had gotten to a place where we could see each other as three-dimensional entities as opposed to one- or two-dimensional entities, which is what happens. What is an evangelical Christian like? Ooh, that's a one-dimensional statement. Well, no. Oh, my God. I used to carpool with a guy who was evangelical Christian. He was lovely. He wasn't, like, preachy. I mean, I started asking him questions and diving into his personal philosophy because I can't help myself. But he was, he was a delight, frankly. He wasn't, like, standing on a soapbox making me feel like shite, which is, I think I've taken that now forward when I talk about being vegan. I, I, I make it a point not to be you know, that way. Right. I know it's such a tricky thing to throw things out out there like that. It's so political. It is. Like, so you have to warn someone say, by the way, I'm vegan. (laughs) By the way, I'm a virgin. By the way, you know what I mean? It's like all these things that you feel like are such guards or they're such, uh, no, no's for other people or weird weirdnesses. idiosyncrasies. It can, it can, it can land you in a weird state with somebody because people people assume and, and people would be, you know, it's like, Oh, Hey, I know this great steak place. Well, hopefully you've had the conversation about being a vegan before that, as opposed to basically just smacking them down. But anyways, digression, (laughs) changing your routines. And this is, again, very, very powerful. And it's, it's about doing something completely from left field. Basically, just maybe something you've always wanted to do, something you've always wanted to try, something you've always said, I know one day I will. You know, just going forward and doing that is honestly the biggest way, the best way to get over a breakup. And don't you think the fastest way to get over a breakup is to really go and be nice to yourself and listen to yourself like do i really feel good in this relationship did i really was i really respected do i respect myself like why was i in that what did i gain from this thing what is it that makes me want to stay anyway to really just be nice to yourself and polish yourself up that that to me when you do stuff like that and you're kind to yourself in all ways, emotionally, physically, like making yourself something delicious to eat, making yourself a beautiful drink, whether it's a nice cup of tea or whatever drink, I don't know. But whatever <laughs> that gives you comfort, like just stay in that and and host yourself. I think that makes you get over a breakup way faster that way because you're not concentrating on the other person. You're, you're focused. You just threw out a dichotomy there. First of all, ignore every word my wife just said Why? that has to deal with fastest. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm just it's, saying it's, it's, you don't have to like, prolong it. You prolong like it. When when it's like when I'm sick and I'm just starting to feel better. I want to feel better right now. And, and the way I know I feel better is when I eat something spicy. 
So I'll serve myself something spicy. And I'll be like, uh, you have to let it breathe. You have to excuse me. You have me. to afford yourself the opportunity to breathe. That's basically what I said. You have to afford yourself the opportunity. Yes, you said that, but first you said fastest. You have to let go of fastest. You have to just. But focus. it is the fastest. <laughs> you have to let go of fastest and heal. And you'll know when you're on the other side because you'll feel it. Yeah, but it also happens. Um, but if you try and rush it, it'll take 10 I'm not times trying longer. to rush it, but I'm just saying that's the most effective way is to do what I just said. Don't take all my glory. It just happens to be a fast way. That's all. I'm not saying. I see what you're saying. All right, love is winning. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> I'm just staring at her. Keesh. All right. That was my Roy can't stare. I don't know if you all have experienced the breakup, but if you are, reach out to me. If you're not, reach out to me, to Matt. Hello, ourfriendlyworld.com. Hello. It's going to get better. This is when you know you're alive when you're feeling all these things. You are alive. All right. The world is a wild, wild place. And for the most part, it is beautiful. So just concentrate on what you want concentrate on the ideal that you want your life to be there you go and be patient but i'm telling you if you do what i said you don't have to <laughs> okay man but all right all right love is winning i i think i'm i'm good i'm gonna just leave it at that today all right love you guys be well thank you for listening talk to you soon bye-bye